me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Look around you, that car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream, you did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome in to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC properties being brought to film and television. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hey. And this is likely the last time we'll actually be doing a review of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Can't imagine what else we could possibly do it on. (laughs) Um, As you guys probably know, they released Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, the Ultimate Edition, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, It is a three-hour cut as opposed to the two-and-a-half-hour theatrical cut. Uh Um, So we're going to talk about... Well, whether or not the uh, the cut did it justice, whether or not it made it better, did it make it worse, did it fix problems in the movie, uh, editing problems? What, what what do you think, Jason? This is a three-hour movie, as opposed to the two-and-a-half-hour lump of polarizing confusion that we were offered before. Okay. Now, this was a two-and-a-half-hour polarizing lump of confusion that we both liked, though. Yes. But um, it was definitely polarizing, and... Um, Mm-hmm. We had to do a lot of headcanon to to feel good about it ourselves. I admit. Um, I mean, we have hours of us of us recorded going. All right, here's what I think happened there. Like, <laughs> there there was clearly yeah. like some confusing parts, but the film itself we still liked and we liked what they did with it. Um, the thing I like about the three hour edition is mm-hmm. I can still have a, a discussion with somebody about whether I liked what they did with this movie, but now I don't have to argue that it's a whole movie. This is clearly like the, this thing hangs together. Because there really right. there was a ton of stuff that, uh, especially like involving that bullet, Lois Lane's whole storyline with the investigation, uh, most anything that happened in Africa, um, just whole chunks of this thing that we were kind of going, all right, may, they didn't have to show me that. I'm assuming I'm assuming that just headcanon. We had to say like I'm assuming this happened and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. And um, if somebody else assumed a different thing happened, we couldn't exactly prove anything. Well, now we have something. Now we know what happened, and a lot of it's. A lot of the questions are answered. Now it's just down to, did you want to see him fight? Right. And, you know, I think if you hated the tone of the movie, you're not going to dig this. I don't think this is going to be any different for you. Um, If you just thought Zack Snyder made a bad film, try this version out one time. Just one time. Yeah. See, the the issue was and is that Warner Brothers made him cut it down. Yeah. um, Because they thought that they were going to... uh, wind up making more money by having it in theaters more often or more, more times during a day. Right. What they've done is they've cost themselves the billion dollar mark. Yep. Uh, in doing so. Uh, I mean, guys, look at Avatar. Look at friggin' what's the other one? Titanic? Yeah. The, the James Cameron. These are three, three hours long at least. Anything Peter Jackson's uh, ever touched. But, yeah, I mean, well, the top two, though. The top two <laughs> of all time are Giant, know, massive, massive, massive movies. movies. And they are very long. Oh, yeah. So um, this was um, this is Warner Brothers being Ruxin from the league, just constant tinkering and screwing it up. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, um, this... I, I've seen, I posted some on, on the Facebook page um, at DC on screen, but you got, and it's all over Twitter, like people actively apologizing to Zack Snyder. Like, at Zack Snyder, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, I think I thought there were some kind of gratuitous parts of the R-rated edition, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just barely R-rated. I felt like the violence is definitely there, 
Um, there was an ass shot for from Batman. Yeah, uh, but which that wasn't. You know, that's a PG thirteen thing. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, like, I've seen ass I've, in PG thirteen. They've literally got it like outlined. It used to be like on television. It used to be you could show uh, three quarters of an ass at any given time, but not four quarters of an ass at any given time. Right. I I'm sure that rules changed over the years, but um, they have very like they've got this thing like metered sometimes, and then other times, well. It, we don't really know exactly what the standards are Mm-mm. for movies in the MPAA. We no, just and don't. The, um, the, uh, the way I hear it described, though, is they don't either. They, they'll they yeah, tell you a rule one day, and then they'll ignore the rule the other day. And Yeah, there's actually a uh, a movie about uh, investigators being... like they, the, mo- the people who made the movie like hired a, a private investigator to try to figure out who these people were on uh-huh. the MPAA board, the ratings board, yeah. and try to figure out how they made ratings and... Yeah, like they actually even had a, an instance of someone like submitting a movie, getting an R rating, and then sending it back, and they got a PG thirteen. And they didn't do anything to it. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me one bit. I I assume they throw darts at a wall. Like this thing was not anywhere near as as like graphic as say Deadpool. No, I mean the um, bridge scene alone in Deadpool was probably more violent than this entire movie. Yeah. Um, we have a character drop the F bomb. <gasps> Wallace O'Keefe, I guess his name was, uh, or Wallace Keefe. Just Keefe, yeah. Every time I hear Keefe, I have to throw in an O. Yeah, it O'Keefe. feels it feels very um, wouldn't it be Irish. But uh, importantly, what this movie does is it it you know straightens out exactly what's happening. Lex yeah. Luthor is behind every damn thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, there's and they make bits. sure to like push that home. Yeah, and uh, one of my. One of the things they did that I think um, clears up just how much, how thorough he's been in his planning is uh, in the in this edition, Clark gets an invitation to that mm-hmm. little uh, the the library mixer thing. Um, mm-hmm. Him specifically, you know, and we knew in the theatrical edition that Bruce did. Um, but yeah, they yeah. were both invited there. So that little silly scene that looked like it was just uh, you know fourth wall dramatic irony BS. Little yeah. little inside joke for the audience about you don't want to pick a fight for this guy. No man, he's been planning this the whole time. He specifically got them there so he could make them meet. And like, I think he was just kind of. I think he wanted to see them both in a room together. I think it was like yeah. him kind of pre bragging about how cool his plan was. Yeah, like they they at the beginning of the movie you, or close to the beginning of the movie you find out that yeah he did get that invitation. Then at the end of the movie, um, he makes it very clear to Batman in the in prison. Mm-hmm. Lex does that he knows who he is. Yeah, not that anyone would believe him because he's insane. And he so, he seems to imply that he's going to beat the system again before. Uh, and it's a new another new part in the movie is he uh, Batman is apparently going to have him sent to Arkham Asylum. Yep, which is fun. Which does but, visibly change his like demeanor. He kind of get he he does get scared when he hears that, mm-hmm. which I loved. As would we all, wouldn't you? But um, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, because at some point in the movie, I found myself watching this again, going, "Wait, no, how could Lex have been sure what Batman? Does he know who Batman is?" And then at the very end, you're like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, he knows. Okay, cool, right." He's been Fixed. sending stuff to Bruce Wayne the entire time. Yeah, I mean, I knew that from the theatrical cut, but you know, it was it's it's nice to have that little like the button, you know, you know the button. Yeah, just throw a cap on it for yeah. me. Make sure. Um, so yeah, um, Batman still kills. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but and I watched I watched this. Uh, Whatever. I, I, I was I literally was keeping a count. I, I I tried to keep count of how many people I thought he killed during the chase scene. It looked like for a second it looked like it was just gonna be like six or eight. And then mm-hmm. it starts getting out of hand. I don't know, man. I think it's like in the twelve to fifteen ish area it looked like that I could right. I would be happy to say, No, seriously, that man's dead. No chance. No de- like don't get me wrong, when he just throws somebody against a wall, I'm going, Oh, he's crippled. Maybe uh, maybe paralyzed, um you know, possibly going to be in a coma for a couple of years but not dead mm-hmm. so i'm not counting those people that are just probably you know, dead i uh, mean like he drove the batmobile into your head yeah he blew up you your know, car the confusion that i have is not that batman negligently killed people my my problem comes from why hasn't anyone bitched about this before with all the other batman movies like literally every other batman movie even the adam <laughs> west movie this this dude kills he kills a lot of people 
And in the other it ones, it, the it is more negligent than, than in this one. Because when people were saying negligently, that's the part I was looking. I was counting, a, trying to keep a death count just for the hell of it. But what I was really looking at, did he kill a single person that didn't shoot at him first? And the answer is no. Zero yeah. percent kill first rate. And I think it comes down to something like, I think it comes down to the fact that, you know, Christopher Nolan is, for whatever reason, a very respected director. <laughs> Zack Snyder, for some reason, is not. Right. Um, I would say they both have about the same amount of hits and misses. <laughs> um, honestly. <laughs> I, I, yeah, uh, I, I agree. Like, when Zack Snyder hits, and, I love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, me too. 300 was just fascinating. Uh, Watchmen is still one of my favorite things to ever exist. I, I know I get all yeah. kinds of shit about that, but between the know, book and that maybe. movie, it's just one of my favorite properties that's ever existed. Yeah. We, uh, we have been asked on Twitter to do a... Uh, to do a review of the ultimate cut of Watchmen soon. Oh, okay. okay. I would love to do a review of the ultimate cut of Watchmen. I, you know. I could rattle that off right now. It's good. There you go. Been a while it's since really I, good. Uh, it's been a while since, yeah, it's been a while since uh, I actually read the book or saw the ultimate cut. So I'd have to go back and probably do both of those. I, I happen to have literally done both of those this month. So yeah, I'd be primed and ready to go. Yeah. I could coast on your knowledge. <laughs> you remember <laughs> it when I started talking? Um, I would. You remembered when you so, saw it uh, in the movie this time. You remember that little... Uh... I did. I caught that. I was proud of myself. Yeah. Like, I didn't catch like every Easter egg by any stretch. or Not even every Watchmen Easter egg. No. But uh, I was sitting there watching it, and Batman throws Superman over his shoulder, you know? And it's walking, and they pan. They do this like beautiful panning shot. And on a pillar is, in Latin, who watches the Watchmen. Yeah. And I didn't know for certain that that's what it was, but I looked at it and I went, oh, I bet that's what that I've says. I've seen that before. And I had to go look it up real quick. And I was like, yes! That was right. <laughs> Point. I don't know Point Latin, for me. but I can guess. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Wallace Keefe's wheelchair is lined with lead. Yes, thanks to... That's uh, why Superman didn't hear it. Not Barbara Gordon telling us that. See it? Yeah, uh, not Barbara Gordon, uh, Janet Clayburn, Clyburn, whatever. She was actually from the comics. She was a, like a scientist at Star Labs. Uh, that's who Jenna Malone was playing. Yeah. So. And Malone gives us two very valuable, um, I'm just going to say Malone because I can't pronounce her. Uh, Jeanette, maybe? I don't know. Uh, she gives us two very valuable pieces of information. Yeah. Three, if you include the fact that she's not a Batgirl or a Robin. Um, mm. One... The metal, uh, the the metal that's in those bullets, we we know how she's starting to identify things now. It is untraceable, um, mm-hmm. which is hopefully how that bullet made it through customs when Lois was coming back in. Because for me, that's still the weirdest part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the chair being lined with lead, like I, I sat there. I mean, I, I did. I heard people give uh, super, uh, give the movie shit about like, yeah, man, it's Superman. He should have been able to just like look and see a bomb and all this other crap. No, we can't. This is part of yeah. Lex's like immaculate plan, which really looks a lot more intimidating when you've seen the whole thing with the, the three-hour cut, like how much he it had does. planned. He did a job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He almost got <laughs> Even him. Even that brutal, there's a brutal shanking inside a prison that there shows uh, Anatoly, the KG beast, and uh, like kind of, like he, it's clear, like these shankings are, this is Lex's doing. These are hits, yeah. Uh, and what it, what, it's, what it makes clear is that Batman isn't sentencing people to death, I mean, because that's, Honestly, like we were even having to justify that. Like, well, I guess maybe I don't know. Well, okay. I see where that where that kind of falls apart though for me mm-hmm. is like one, why did he start branding pedophiles anyway and sex traffickers? I I don't know. I mean, yeah. Just branding them alone could just be an odd, a, like an odd new twist cuz right. I, but but one of the, after he found out like, oh, wait, the okay, so supposedly prisoners kind of thought oh he's always branding sex traffickers i guess we got to kill those guys okay well that becomes clear they've said it on the news batman's totally aware of this yeah which i think we actually see the first brand in the movie like the dude at the beginning the introduction i think is the first one and yeah and the the pictures that superman gets uh clark i guess um are of that guy as far Mm -hmm. as i could tell so it in a way the movie makes it seem like it's been going on for a while and in another way even alfred is like rings it up like uh this is this a new trick Um, right but it it is clearly like like a new invention of some kind something that he's uh, just trying out and i don't know how many people he had to kill but it it doesn't like the the news made it sound like it was a big deal but that's kind of more realistic like the news made it sound like it's been going on and a big change and everything but the actual movie or the actual uh, plot Mm -hmm. only makes it really about like one guy Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think, uh, but I don't know. That's how Lex wanted it to play. It must, it must have had a little more legs to it than that, because Lex has clearly been getting these people killed on purpose. Yeah. Uh, well, the news said there was, it was, you know, there were more than there was more than one. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm kind of like, well, why would Batman? If Batman knew that it was, you know, <laughs> it was gonna, it was, it meant that people were gonna kill the the person. Why did he? Why did he stop? If he, I mean, what was the plan here? Why was he doing it in the first place? I kind of wanted I, to know that. I don't know why I was doing it in the first place. They didn't get a, uh, we still don't have a good explanation for that. And I, you know, the sad part is, um, and this, I'm not sure how, how bad of a Batman fan this makes me, but I kind of don't care. I, mm-hmm. I, I could see him just shrugging his shoulders going, sex traffickers, do you want me to cry? Like, <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> I mean, I guess I could stop. Well, but, okay. You know, sex part of me, it is. Yeah, part of it doesn't bother me because I'm like, dude, he's at the end of his rope. He's at, he's like at the, you know, the big end of his career where like everything, this is the culmination now. Like uh-huh. without an intervention of some sort, be it through Superman, Justice League, you know, uh, devils coming from the sky, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. This guy is about to fall off of the, the edge of the world. Like his brain is gone. No, like he's he's, he's not even going to fall off the deep end. He's like got a running start and a hop, yeah. skip, and a leap over it. So like this guy is just consumed with rage, consumed with vengeance. And you know what? I would be lying if I said that there wasn't some days I had I didn't have some road rage where I thought, you know, what'd be fun? Branding people. <laughs> yeah. I'm a vigilante running around at night with all sorts of like million dollar weapons, and I can just yeah, I'd probably brand some people. And right, it, you know what? The first ones to come to mind, aside from people who cut me off in traffic, sex traffickers. It's that's yeah, a pretty high up on the list if you're thinking of true villainy in the real world, right? Yeah. Um. So whatever, just for the hell of it, not even with a purpose. Just, yeah. Let's brand some people. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and I, think about it this way though, like all he's doing now is is like solidifying it. I mean. Yeah. All he all he did was make a nice little heatable stamp that that does what he was already doing anyway. This Batman right. appears to beat you so hard that like he's physically branding you for the rest of your life. You're not going to be able to yeah. use that leg again. And I've I don't know that I've ever seen a scene where, where um, a scene or read I guess that uh, where there's a, a a pack of you know random. Uh, assortment of thugs actually like swapping stories about like oh yeah you think you got it bad i can't even bend this finger anymore oh you think you had it bad i was in a coma for two years right i i don't know that i've ever seen them you know measuring their uh, it's a pissing contest really but um it would happen i think i actually saw a comic once where like batman is interrogating a guy and he's just kind of had it had it with him and he breaks one of the dude's clavicles <laughs> and the dude just howls in pain he's like that was your clavicle you still have one left <laughs> One of those lines always like from the games. One of his little bef- before he interrogates somebody lines was like he tells you how many bones there are in the body and how many do you think it'll uh, how many do you think I'll have to break before you talk something like that. Yeah, I like my Batman a little brutal. Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's one of the fun things when you get to to have like a Batman and Superman where like Batman's kind of like right there on the on the edge like he's on that raggedy edge. <laughs> he's he's about to break some bones and Superman's like, dude, it's, that's not necessary. <laughs> then they all well the retort is always yeah for you I don't gotta, be naive clark i've got to actually hurt people <laughs> to make them do stuff you just show up and they're like uh, uh what do you need um <laughs> speaking of brutal though uh look on martha's face mm-hmm. um, and there were many scenes and we'll get this wrong I, I guarantee you we'll get this wrong somewhere in here about we'll think a scene that was not in the theatrical that was in the ultimate or vice versa or something because like sure come on we watched it months ago and we didn't exactly sit down and like press play on both editions um Right, we don't have that kind of time or technology. Um, meaning, I don't own a second. I have the technology. I don't own a second monitor. I uh, those days are past. Me. I do. I know it's pretty pretty fun. Why do wait? Why are those days past you? Uh, I can't That's afford a sad it anymore. Thing. Can't afford it anymore. How do you get rid of them? Oh, yeah. Also, I don't know what that means. Well, there's some. You tech- already own them. There's some stuff with the computer too. Um. Oh, okay. Long story. Long boring technology story. But um. Okay. Yeah, like that little shot of uh, that shot of Martha man was was killer. I I didn't realize it was, wasn't in there, but she's she she nods her head maybe an eighth of an inch, and it's all she needed. That was crushing. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So the thing that probably got cleared up the most though was Africa, right? Absolutely. Africa was a big steaming pile of confusion for a lot of people. Yes. And uh, I've seen some reviews where people are still confused. And to that, I say, I don't know how to help you. I mean, there are, um, there are parts of it that are 
come on, it's there's some movie logic in there. There is like there are parts of it if you look too close at anything. Sure, sure. Well, that's with anything. But it's it's more clear now because all, all we had before was like he kill he seems to kill one guy in Africa in the theatrical version. Tell me if I'm wrong. It seems like he comes in, kills, and we're only going to say probably kills, but he does slam him through a freaking uh, brick wall, which will do it most of the time. Right. Kills one right. guy who is, appears to be a warlord, and yeah comes back that and the then there's US, that the u.s sent the cia to like you know deal to at with, least investigate you know, like, like jimmy olsen we know he's a spook we don't know anything else though in the theatrical so we, right. we know and to be clear if someone other than snyder wants to bring back jimmy olsen all they had to say all they have to say is that the real jimmy olsen got into some little a little bit of reporter trouble mm-hmm. had to go into witness protection and they replaced the real jimmy olsen with a cia spook that's yeah. all they have to do to bring back jimmy olsen dude. or i mean it's a cia spook his name can be whatever the hell he wants his name to be. That guy's actual name yeah. could be Michael Turner. Yeah. It would make sense for like the CIA guy to like just change his name to the name of an actual well-known photographer. Yeah, though. absolutely. Um, so and also they he could, could just, he wouldn't even have to go into witness protection. He can just pull the name of that. Like, it's not like so, the, the, some rebel leader in Africa knows Jimmy Olsen's face. He's not going to read his, <laughs> like hear his name and look him up and, and go for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, you know, the guy didn't even realize that, you know. Or they could be taking you know, cues from from the books, where like Jimmy Olsen's little like you know chest full of disguises and stuff, right? Could be right. like that. It, that guy could actually <laughs> look like Jimmy Olsen. It's just he's put on a bunch of facial hair and stuff. Like they might right. have actually picked you know, a spook who really does look like him and sent him out as Jimmy yeah. Olsen. But that nor- that warlord was like Lois Lane. Hmm. I look forward to meeting him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They told me it would be a reporter, not a woman. Whatever it was. They yeah. told me they did not tell me it would be a woman. I'm not a woman, I'm a reporter. Uh, you want to tell Superman that cuz you might need to know that information, Lois. Apparently he Why was can't you be both. Apparently he was well well informed on all counts. Cuz yeah. he was just hanging around the corner, I guess. Um but no, like in <laughs> theatrical Africa all you get is uh Jimmy, we've, we've we've dug that grave now. Um, we, we get, like, there's a hint that the CIA is there. We know that he's a warlord. Or it, like, it looks mm-hmm. like he's a warlord, at least. And he, at very least, he looks like a terrorist. Like, he's not someone that we have any sympathy for. Superman came, seems yeah. to come in and probably kill him. Um, mm-hmm. seems that way. It looks very... I mean, he could have, like, thrown a fist, you know, at the wall and just knocked it through. Yeah, I mean, he could have protected him. And, uh, we, it's possible. We'll just go with probably kill him he, for now. Um, yeah. And then we get back and there's, like, a... They cut to a TV of, of some unnamed woman, um, like, describing the violence. And, like, oh, it was terrible and, you know, I, I don't think he answers to anybody, not even God. Okay. Yeah. That's nothing. I mean, that's absolutely nothing. There's no like for the rest of the film, you're wondering why do we care this much about Africa? Like, why is why are we having Senate mm-hmm. committee? Like this 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 kind of stuff happens all day. Like, why? Are we, like, how did you even get a subcommittee? How did you get C-SPAN interested in this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, no, this one makes a lot more sense. Beast comes in, yeah. shoots everybody, burns the bodies to make it look like Superman did it, and then specifically like sits there and watches to make sure that Superman pops in and to. Uh, announce himself with the drone thing which by the way why would you rob me of that scene wb awesome. that was an awesome awesome explosion and that when like superman flies through that drone yeah and it explodes and it like pans and we see kg beast smirking like, smiling yeah yeah um i think it was a squad cast put up a picture uh, that that screenshot and said that that was Zack snyder's uh expression <laughs> when, the, when the new when the when the ultimate edition came out right and everyone was like oh shit <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm wondering if Rotten Tomatoes is going to have like a separate score for uh for the Ultimate Edition because I'd like to see it. I would like to see it as well, but I don't think they will. Or at least I'd like to see if this uh if they just book it as one film um if the score maybe goes up a little bit. Um, the last time I saw it was still pretty damn low. It's going to be hard, right? And then other you know certain people like uh, Devin Ferrasi over at um, Birth Death Movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Birth Movies Death, he said that he actively said on Twitter he would not be watching the Ultimate Cut. But we already knew that, didn't we, Devin? <laughs> you're, you're cheating yourself, that's all. Yeah. That's all. He, he just he just has a, a vendetta against DC for some reason or another. Yeah, there will um, always be those. But Africa alone, like we, there's a lot more explanation for why it was supposed to be Superman that did it. Like It's clearly a, a, a frame job, and, and they show mm-hmm. you the pieces of how it's a frame job, so it, like, you can actually work with this now. Like I can see there needing to be a subcommittee, because apparently he didn't... This wasn't even like a warlord. This was just a rebe- like a rebel leader. 
it was mm-hmm. clear that there's a civil war and that he chose a side. And so now we've got this whole. Uh, now you can actually have see, get speech, you know, get C-SPAN there and start talking about how does he kind of choose sides and unilateral, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it all makes sense now. Um, and then you get back to uh, the the woman was uh, Kahina Ziri. Am I saying that? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, I believe so. Which I didn't catch at all as a pull from an Aquaman story. Um, Who would? I, I, <laughs> man, way over my head. Sorry. Um, but yeah, Kahina Ziri, uh, she like actively avoids uh, Beast when she sees him at her, uh, I guess it's her apartment for now. It seems, it seems like they're yeah. hiding her. And yeah. like she, she, she just straight up books it. And then um, she does end up getting, you know, tied up like. He does end up killing her finally, but it before that yeah, she makes it clear to that was rough. yeah it was before that she makes it clear to Senator Finch that hey guess what um so I was given a script and then I read it off and uh, Luther planned this whole thing yeah. which barrels into Senator Finch having a little scene before she goes in to get blown up where she's yep. talking about he's been using us the whole time as a puppet theater like she's actively already afraid before she goes in there because she see, she yeah, sees how deep his plan is. The peach tea scene makes a lot more sense that way. Absolutely, too. it didn't make it. See, it didn't make as much sense for her to be that scared because he just like managed to get a cup of piss on there, and then he's not there, and that's weird. But <laughs> like, it's it's odd that he managed to get that up there. But um, yeah, that whole scene f- uh, hung together a lot better because all of her emotions seemed completely justified after that. Yeah, you know, speaking of you know actions being justified by uh, added scenes. The entire Clark investigation into Batman all hangs together a lot better. Yeah. Before it was just stop investigating Batman and we're sitting there going, "When were you ever investigating Batman?" And also the the old black dude that he talks to mm-hmm. that says he's on the hunt and he's mean and blah 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 and shows him the lottery card. Oh, I had to write down that line. There's a new kind of mean in him. He is angry and he's hunting. Yeah, that explained that, you know, that makes it clear that Batman has not always been this crazy. Right. But I love that guy. Oh, I wonder more. I of just, him. What, what? Yeah, and I, I can we have him in every movie? Right. <laughs> can he just be like? Don't even like have him be there for a reason. Just like have him in the background somewhere. Right. Like we see him on the news, and you know he's just yelling something belligerently. Right. I don't care. Just I will kind of want to see him from time to time. Right. Maybe not even every movie. Just every once in a while. So just pick him up on Arrow. It doesn't even have to be the same universe. He's an alternate version of him. <laughs> I just really like that guy. I just like that guy. <clears throat> I'll Something tell you this. About... He had uh, he had one of the best lines I think I've ever seen left on a cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. There's a new kind of mean in him. Oh man, that that one that line gave me chills. Yeah, he was good. The um, but uh... a couple of quiet scenes though, like uh, Clark calling his mom in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. To ask why Dad never left that Kansas. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that was good. The uh, the I I just wish it was more simple. Um, it gave it gave you a lot clear a lot more of a clear idea of how much Clark really is struggling with this. Like he's got a singular problem that no one could possibly help him with. Mm-hmm. Now, when he goes to the mountain, and they they added in a scene where like he walks past a couple of guys at the foot of the mountain, and uh, the guy says he has come here to die. I laughed. <laughs> I'm not sure it was meant to be funny, but it just seemed like something out of a Sandler movie to me, almost like the tone of it, where it was like this guy is being serious, like he thinks this dude, he thinks Clark is gonna die. Yeah, but just just the fact that he's watching him walk up, and he's like, he has come to die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I laughed really hard, and I maybe I shouldn't have. I don't know. I, maybe that was a clever, you know, throw in for levity's sake. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I, it, it made me laugh. I don't think so. <laughs> think okay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, but I'm gonna vote no. Uh, well, like, I mean, it, it just seemed like one of those lines where it was like, oh, the you know, the puny human who doesn't realize that the other guy is like a god, right, right, is perplexed by his by, by the god's you know, decision to do a thing and yeah. believes believing he is human says something wholly ignorant. Well, the actually the fascinating the part about that scene knowing, is, it chuckles. It does. Uh, it, well, yeah. Um, it does. Uh, let me put it this way: it's, it, there's a scene where he goes and like quote talks to his dad. Um, yeah. Which which uh, actually I think made me cry more than it did in the theater. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, I don't even think they added anything to that. No, part that of it. that, that part just... was all as it was. But um, 
I had a minute to actually just sit and take it in. But it's clear now that like he he does actually go walk up to this, this giant mountain. He like he goes for a walk in in a very Superman-y kind of way. He can go like walk up a giant mountain if he wants to. Um, mm-hmm. But it creates as much confusion as it stopped for me because it does answer the question of like, does he just like fly out to the middle of nowhere? And we were we were having to guess like I don't know, man, fortress like maybe, maybe he's maybe he just likes the Arctic because there's not as much distractions around there, which is probably true. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not like he's feel, really feeling the cold. No, it, it, the cold's no bother, and there's less, you know, he can't, like, hear freaking 5,000 babies crying in the yeah. immediate vicinity in Metropolis. Um, but it, it creates the problem, though, of, like, A, I'm going to call that guy Sherpa, because why not? Um, <laughs> does he see a lot of people go stroll up that mountain suicidally? Because the way he says it, it's like, yep, got another one. <laughs> like, I kind of wanted to sing the last little bit longer. He's like, he has come here to die or whatever. The other guy goes, you say that about everybody. <laughs> that mountain is like a mile high. It's okay. He'll make it, man. Nothing's wrong. Like, we climbed it yesterday. Uh, We're back before dinner. <laughs> <laughs> or it was just two guys. And like, one guy wanted to go up the hill and the other one didn't. And he's like, he has come here to die. He's like, no, you're going up that hill with me. <laughs> right, right. Quit being, quit being dramatic. Yeah. Um, you know, and really everything about Lois Lane's investigatory like prowess was left out of the theatrical cuts, just like all of it. And she, she has this thing figured out. She figures it out before Bruce or or, uh, Clark does. Um, well, she's good. And Clark is, I mean, he doesn't even have a degree as, as noted in Man of Steel. The man, I mean, they didn't actually say that, but all the time I assume he took with college, he, he, or he would have taken with college. He spent roaming the land roaming the cells yeah listening to chris cornell yeah so. yeah i know um i don't know how he got a job as a reporter other than through lois a natural writer i suppose oh okay is that <laughs> is that what it is well i don't know i mean i just watched uh, we just watched daredevil season two and apparently you don't have to have any training to be a reporter like they just took karen page and threw her in like yeah <laughs> no i um in your ex old office so i let me put it this way uh fake it till you make it I, I guess so. She, yeah. she got in the interview and um, he managed to pull that off, and she thought, well, maybe it'll work. Yeah, maybe. But she, uh, she, she figures out the bullet thing. She figures out. Uh, I mean, with the help of her her scientist friend here, she's she's figured out the bullet. She's really? figured out uh, the bombing at the Capitol, where that was uh, what was mm-hmm. going on with that the whole time. Um, right. We we get the lead lined part. She even goes to Keith's apartment and finds new groceries, and you know, which yeah. indicates that he wasn't like that. planning to actually die that day. Mm-hmm. She she puts the, the the pieces together on it being Lex, um, really pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, the the Steppenwolf scene. I've had some time to think about it because it went back and forth. He he released it afterward, right? Because he didn't necessarily want to make it a you know a stinger quote. Right. Um, there were some people that said that hey, you know, y- you disappointed your fans there. I I, mm-hmm. I would politely insist that you can look up before the movie actually starts whether there will be a stinger. And, you know, not stay afterwards if you don't want to. That's true. Um, they have whole websites devoted to that. Mm-hmm. They do. Don't get me wrong. I looked it up, and then I still stayed just because I was I, I, I wanted to make sure. Mm-hmm. But um, I've never seen those things be wrong. Uh, but he released it later. He didn't want it to be a stinger. Some people said, like, ah, oh, he's just trying not to copy Marvel. He's just, you know, talking out of his ass now. Um, I, I liked the idea of the scene being extra, but I didn't like. I wouldn't have liked it as a stinger. Because it, mm. if you'd put that in the movie where it was supposed to be, great. Yeah. It works just fine there. But if you'd put it at the end of the movie, I would have been confused. Like, why is there still a SWAT team? You'd have had to truncate it to basically just a shot of Steppenwolf. Yeah. Which would be cheating me a little bit. Like, I agree. Or would be a shot of somebody, and then we'd all get to argue on the way home whether it was Steppenwolf. And, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, I don't know. So, um, what else, man? What else? Um, like, I, yeah. All of Clark's investigation... Great stuff because it filled in that gap. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I liked all of that. Oh, the uh, Superman carrying out bodies after the explosion. Like that. And yeah, I like that he left, and then like the news was still like, and why did he leave? It seems to implicate him. Yeah, because that's what the um, news will do. Yeah. Um, probably the uh, probably the coolest shot. I mean, that that him flying through the drone was pretty great. I was already I felt cheated mm. uh, already, but probably the coolest shot is the security <laughs> guard footage. Or the security footage of uh, of Batman attacking LexCorp. Yeah, that was good. That was uh, oh man, that was that was perfect. A lot of fun. Um, a lot of great lines that got dropped, like um, Alfred so falls the house of Wayne. Mm-hmm. And then later, um, Batman saying, uh, "You know, I, I don't deserve you, Alfred." 
and um, Alfred, no, who, so is, you don't. who is always going to one-up him. <laughs> it's like the one guy he can't win an argument with. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, good shot. There was a little bit of um, little bit of stuff from Lex. I don't know how to lose Superman. You'll learn. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I like that line, but I always I hated the even though it felt real, it felt classic Superman when he said "You've lost to to Lex." <laughs> yeah, I kind of hated it, and, uh, and then like, I don't know how to lose. You'll learn. Okay, you saved it. <laughs> um, I don't know, there's there is something like <laughs> 1940s Superman about it. Like you've lost, you've evil lost, doer. Before. Yeah, it's kind of endearing in a way. The hammer is my penis. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh, a couple of little loose ends, like what happened to Martha afterwards. Well, SWAT team comes yeah. and picks uh, picks up all the pieces. Um. Some extra shots of the city in mourning, all that. Uh. There's a little bit of like Pete Ross well, got his got his way back in. He did, but when yeah. the police came and saved Martha, yep. you can see like the Batwing taking off in the background, and she like waves at him, like, yeah. thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I like that one. I um, did, too. <laughs> yeah, I did, too. But yeah, Pete um, Ross, yeah, he, he got off from the IHOP. Yeah, he to, took, a, uh, took a day uh, to I, come, I know, come, come mourn. Point, come point a finger at Clark and go, I knew it. Right. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why he was there. Well, there's not a good reason. And, you know, like, that was one of those things where you saw him in this cut and kind of went, oh, okay. And that's really all you have to offer it. Here's the thing. Here's the funny thing, though, I noticed in this cut. They they extended, like, they showed all the the empty city and Metropolis and everything because everyone went to Superman's funeral, which is fine and made me feel, like, warm feelings. Yeah. Except where I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, people weren't even willing to, like, not go to work when the world was ending and there was an alien invasion in Man of Steel. We They even, like, doubled down on that notion in this movie where they showed, like, everybody at Wayne Financial and Bruce is like, get out of the building. <laughs> but I need overtime. <laughs> like, but Superman croaks and everyone leaves. This I'm report like, is due, like, tomorrow. I mean, if the world doesn't end, my ass is screwed if I don't have this report you know ready. And they were going back and forth. They were showing, like, the city. And they were showing, like, Smallville and stuff. Yeah. I yeah. would give real money if they did, like, an ultimate and ultimate edition. And all it added was the same two fat dudes who were in, like, Man of Steel and the IHOP at the end of the world. If they were just still sitting, the only two people, like, they were just hanging out in an IHOP. Yeah, yeah. They've moved <laughs> like to Metropolis, just, you know. Like, you know, Superman fighting Feor in the middle of an IHOP didn't stop us from eating pancakes. Now, what you've accidentally turned this into is, like, the movie segues itself into its own how it should have ended. Right. You know, I just, or at the very least, like, just see them walking up to the, the same people, walking up and, like, pulling on the door and it's locked and they're, it's closed. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I have a weird sense of humor. I apologize. Yeah. Um... Oh, Pete Ross did get to deliver the one line about, like, um, an anonymous donor is taking care of the check on, on uh, Clark's funeral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... I think that was Bruce. You gotta think. I mean, it cuts right to him, doesn't it? Or was it Lex? Yeah. He yeah. was behind everything else. I know. That, that, man, the, the, the funeral, the extended edition of the funeral really does give you some warm and fuzzies. Like, I don't know what it is about, like, the fact that Perry White and the entire the rest of the staff pretty much all took off. Like Perry's been doing nothing but bitching at Clark this whole movie, but mm-hmm. now that he's dead, everybody he like the a- entire office clears out and come like flies to Kansas for this meeting. Well, I think even Perry White is like you know he doesn't want he's like oh nobody wants to hear about Clark Kent versus the Batman blah blah blah. Yeah. But then like at the end of the day he's like dude he he died for a story he died for a story he believed in. Yeah, that would that Either would that get or his, he was like the few heartstrings Perry White still has. That would get him, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it absolutely would. Um, now Perry White actually is uh, all right. <clears throat> this there's at least one thing that was uh, created at when like this movie created at least one inconsistency that wasn't there in the theatrical cut that I can think of. Okay, and I'm sure there's plenty of more that I haven't thought of because we just love this movie and rose colored glasses and all that crap that we're going to get accused of. Mostly, right, I'm sure, sure. That we missed them just because. We we're gonna miss things. Um, Perry pitches the the headline. Um, I think it's like Gotham Gotham's uh, Gotham football or whatever. Ten yards between uh, ten yards from glory or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see the actual line again uh, if I if I could. But it, he he says like ten yards between like glory and failure or something like. Yeah, something like that. 
now that we've seen the extended football scene, which was apparently shot specially and then dropped completely, except for like a background. There was like a background footage somewhere that I remember seeing in the theatrical cut, mm-hmm. but you couldn't even tell really what was happening. Um, mm-hmm. No, this we get the whole scene, which delighted me because I thought it was freaking hilarious that they had like ESPN college football covering this. Thing. And those were real, real anchors, by the way. Hmm. Um, like I watch those guys every Saturday coming up in the fall. Um, the score is like 58 to nothing. And Metropolis State could take a knee. I think it's Metropolis State. Could take a knee. Instead, they pull a freaking Pete Carroll, which anyone who knows what I'm talking about will know, and um, decide to up the ante, go for a long pass. Like, you literally, when you, if you're playing like, ESP, like NCAA football on uh, online, on, you know, Xbox, whatever your choice of poison is, they have sportsmanship points when you're playing like other, other players, like when you're doing online playing. If you do crap like that, they literally take away like 200 sportsmanship points. Like, essentially, the, the online system tags you as kind of a dick. Because you're not supposed to run up the score like that. Um, mm-hmm. Point is, it was like a 64-point game. There was nowhere near, like, 10 yards wouldn't have done shit for Gotham. To me, that's a new inconsistency. Mm, okay. <laughs> a lot of football crap I, in there you don't give a damn about. Yeah, I care but, exactly um, zero amount. Yeah. Um, oh, and then they get the little line at the end of that, it's going to be an ugly night in Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I dug the football thing because it it was it was just so much fun for me. Yeah, one thing I I, I did like is that uh, they threw in that John Stewart footage. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was footage from like when in the comics they decided to have Superman like renounce his American citizenship. Mm-hmm. Um, because as you were saying, it was even he was it was old. Uh, it was the old set. Hey, to me, it and, looks like the old set, and um, yeah, I mean, I just. I'm pretty sure like that's a, from a few years ago. I mean, clearly it was old, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't keep up with Daily Show enough. I I no. Screen Rant actually did say it was uh, new footage that was shot for the movie, but I don't believe. Yeah, that. they said it was recorded right. specifically for the film, I, and you know, I, I think John Stewart's hair has been that level of gray for a few years About now. Ten years, yeah. <laughs> so, like, dude, the Daily Show tired him out, man. That was his. Yeah. Was his, I think he was like salt and pepper when he took that job. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, he actually um, got more gray than the president. Yeah, which oh. is hard to do. Go check the hair of any president; it grays in four years. Yep. So uh, I don't think I mentioned it, but the priest, yeah, the, the priest. priest, it was the same priest from the guy that gave Clark's eulogy. Yeah, it was the same priest that he went and talked to. So this dude, he kept, he gave some knowing looks toward Martha. I'm like, dude, you know he's Superman. Like, there's no way you don't know from that talk you had with him in Man of Steel. Yeah, like, his little personal vicar, vicar there. Yeah, so I was pretty happy with his return. I was happy to see him again. Um, I'm pretty sure I didn't notice it in the theatrical cut because I had to pee. Yeah. But by the time he comes in, I was pretty heavily just trying to hold back some piss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a long movie, man. It was a long movie. I don't know what I, I think. It I think this ultimate edition really does. It makes the movie so much better. Uh, and, and, I, I, and just for that reason, it actually is a lot more enjoyable because you can pause it. You can't pause <laughs> you, it. Like, it's not. It's not distracting at all. Like you're not. You're not worried about. Yeah. Oh my god! I thought that was going to be the finale. Oh, can you two please just fight? I have to pee. Mm-hmm. You got more stuff and, out of uh, out of Bruce Wayne too, uh, like um, Bruce Wayne the mm-hmm. pill popper. Um, <laughs> and well, some, I, I uh, imagine that a those nice steaming like, plate of uh, Affleck ass. Right. You know, I don't think those were like you know Mama's little helper type pills to like ease the pain. I think those were like, oh my God, I've been doing this for twenty years and my knees hurt to pain. Yeah, ease the pain. You know. Yeah. I mean, they like, don't necessarily. Let me put it this way: there are non-narcotic pain kills all day. We don't necessarily have to assume that was hydrocodone on his uh, bedside. Mm-hmm. Could just be like the high high dose ibuprofen they give you sometimes. Right. I mean, he uh, could also have like I don't know endometriosis or something. We don't know. I mean, we never talked about like Batman getting older and you know certain <laughs> elements might develop that were he was never going to be able to do anything about. Not yeah, endometriosis. I mean that wouldn't right. Hey, you know we've all seen Batman Beyond. You know how these things yeah. go down. Oh yeah. We've seen him, you know, drop the pills in epilogue and Terry come and pick him up for him. Dude gets older. Dude gets older. You haven't, uh, you haven't truly wept for Batman until you've seen him as an old man on the Needing ground help, trying to pick some up. pills. Yeah, yeah, that's rough, man. Yeah, that one hurt that's too. It's rough. Anyway, so uh, are we done with this? Is this? Uh, 
one more thing you went into earlier. I don't know if you've uh, said it here. We were talking earlier before we started. Um, the thing with uh, with Lex's dad. We would never do that. No, I know. We, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a line where Lex says, like, in, there was an article before the movie came out that was in Wired or something, or but they it said uh, it made it seem like Lex's father, Lex Luthor Sr., was uh, deceased. And now this could be the rantings of a mad person, or it could be a real thing. Um, but there was a scoop years ago that Brian Cranston was in talks to play Lex Luthor. And they have said that that was the case at some point, but then they like opted to do, go the Jesse Eisenberg route, like tech billionaire route. And that he was Lex Luthor Jr., which was a weird choice for me, I thought. But the guy who originally made those scoops was talking about like how it would be. Like, it was like everyone, like he made the scoop. He that's what he heard from his sources that it was Brian Cranston. Um, and then all of that fell through. Nothing happened. Nothing like that happened. Brian Cranston was like, "Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't heard about that," mm-hmm. which is a weird claim. You could just say, "Yeah, we had talks," but then that fell through. But to say that you've heard nothing about it is a weird claim. And right. this guy thinks that maybe like and the theatrical cut maybe supports this a little or not the theatrical cut the uh extended cut maybe supports this a little bit because lex eisenberg lex says to senator finch if i if i keep it the same talking about the room if i keep it the same maybe he'll come back right which makes it seem like his dad abandoned him just left for some reason or another went somewhere else what if would it be awesome if Brian Cranston was like Lex Luthor Sr. and just came back for a later movie? <laughs> oh, fantastic, yeah. I'm not saying to, like, you know, replace Eisenberg, but just have both. That's what I was talking about. Like, there, there is some conjecture floating around on the internet that uh, he might still be a possibility. I mean, he's playing friggin' Zordon in the Power Rangers right now, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Which he he played. Did you know that he did voices for the two of the uh, Power Ranger monsters on the actual show? No. And that the character, the first Blue Ranger, Billy Cranston, was named uh-huh. after him. Oh, that's awesome! I just saw that in, uh, in 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 a bunch of you know trending news on Facebook this that's week. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, oh Brian, you wonderful bastard. <laughs> Been awesome since <laughs> the beginning, haven't you, kid? Yeah. But yeah, I think the ultimate edition of Batman v Superman is exactly as advertised. It is the ultimate edition. I think it's a fine movie. I think it, you know, takes it from probably, a, well, I don't even know what I rated it, if I rated it, but uh, it would take it probably from a 7 for me to like, you know, 8.5 territory. Thought it made it a, a wonderful movie. Yeah, uh, for me it fixed, takes it from the 80s to the 90s at least. Yeah, fixed a lot of issues, fixed a lot of problems. Um, it's just a more complete film now. It absolutely is. Uh, Flows better. The like the, uh, the there's still choppy editing a little bit in the you know the final fight scene with the spear and everything. And you know, apparently that's see never... I don't I didn't even think that like I really didn't like I felt like uh, you know ever like we've talked about the problem with the spear. Um, it has a story journey. It has a story journey, but I think like like Lois, I think it's just incredibly short sighted. She grabs a spear, she throws it into some down deep into some damn water, uh, because she was like, "I gotta get this away from from Superman." I mean, gotta get away from Clark. He's gonna hurt him, gonna kill him. And Which then like seems a few minutes like later, thing. like a few minutes later, she like she's smart. She's like, "Oh crap, Doomsday! Oh crap! He's he came from the ship. He's probably Kryptonian. He probably Batman." Batman and Superman and Lois all come to the same conclusion that they need that damn spear again. Yeah. Like when she threw it down there, there was not a doomsday popping out of the woodwork. There wasn't now another giant a, Kryptonian yeah. thing to worry about. There was just an asshole with a pointy hat with pointy ears on his hat trying to kill, kill the man she loved. Right. Now suddenly, ah, oh, we have to go get this Which spear again. really did not require a spear. That. Yeah. Yeah. And then the this one Wonder Woman I, cat didn't seem like she was on the wrong side of anything. So we don't need the spear for her at all. Yeah. The one thing I will say that I think that I saw that was a, an error is Batman tells Alfred that he doesn't have any more kryptonite weapons left. And then like a few minutes later, he shoots Doomsday with like one last kryptonite gas bomb. No, he said he had, he said he only had one more cartridge, I thought. Uh, did he? I okay, th- that would fix, think, that would fix I, my problems. I that think he just said he had one more cartridge. Hey, we'll go watch it again. Okay. See. Damn. Do this whole thing again. <laughs> um... I, I think so, and I've still I'm I'm still maintaining in the fight. Everyone said, "Why does it have to be Clark? Only one with the strength to actually pierce him." 
other than Wonder Woman. And if Wonder mm-hmm. Woman wasn't holding him back, he wouldn't have had a chance. Mm-hmm. By the I way, mean, I, I don't think she changed at all. I don't remember seeing anything different with her in the movie. But uh, she got a little bit longer man. scene uh, in the uh, when looking at the Alex, the fake Alexander sword. She got a little bit more scene there. Okay, with her in the curator. Gal Gadot, man. Gal Gadot. One hundred percent with her, right? Absolutely. I want to hug her. Mm-hmm. Just nailed it. Not a wrong way. No. Nope. Not in a, a wrong genuinely way. appreciative wanna... way, and a thank you for in getting a... this car- character right kind of way. In a genuine. You are badass and adorable, and thank you for doing this right. Kind of way. Yeah. We've needed this done right for a long time, and you got it. Good work. Also, I kind of want to see if she's taller than me, because I kind of get the feeling she is. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. I could probably look it up and know for, for real. But Yeah. You, that Google just tells you that shit now. Yeah, they just do. Mm-hmm. They're just like, how high, how tall is she? Oh, she's 47 million feet wide. Yeah. yeah. No, she's 5 foot 10. So, yeah, I totally, like, dwarf her. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, 6'4", so. She'd be just under my height, yeah. Like, if she was wearing heels, I think uh, we'd be dead even. That's weird, because she looked gigantic compared to Amy Adams in, in, some, in the premiere. Apparently, Amy Adams is a showdy. Apparently, she is showdy, yeah. Anyway. I think that's going to call it for this episode, man. I, I do. Ooh, 5-4. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that does it, man. That's, uh, I think that wraps us on, on reviewing Batman v Superman, unless they come out with another damned edition. Uh, <laughs> that'll be like a 10-year release or something. Right, yeah. right. The Pepperidge Farm edition. Yeah. Just some old dude narrating everything. It turns out Clark from the future. Yeah. I remember. Now what we'll do is we'll uh, try to. Yeah, we'll we'll just we'll we'll cut this episode and then do a review of our review. And right. See where it gets us. No, we, we I'm not doing that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. Let us know what you thought of the Ultimate Edition of Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, DCOnScreen.com. You can email us DC on uh, at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, DC on screen, Twitter, DC on screen. Are you getting the trend? That's what's happening. It's a pattern. <laughs> uh, guys, go check out our buddy Scott Madison, uh, planetrisecreative.com uh, slash podcast. Go check out our buddies Jacob and Steve at Screen Explosion Podcast. Uh, we still have a Suicide Squad cast review to do tonight, so we're gonna take off. We're gonna we're gonna do some uh, editing work on this, and then we're gonna record some more tonight. Woo. So get that later on i'm gonna go get some uh you know drink a good bit of water hydrate get ready mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. until next time very soon next time but next time nonetheless keep some dc on your screen Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Look around you, that car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.